2: Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything.
0: This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre.
4: What is up, Straight Fire fam? It's me, Jason McIntyre. Straight Fire for Monday, January 24th. And uh, if my voice sounds like it's maybe a little bit lost, uh, I think I left it in the weekend. Uh, If you watched any football, I mean, I hope you watched a little bit of football, decent slate of games. Um, It was maddening and chaotic and exciting and thrilling. Um, The first three games were pretty excellent. Uh, Obviously, I was freaking out big time about the Rams. Um, I interrupted my daughter's Girl Scout cookie party by screaming at the top of my lungs when Cooper Cup hauled in a bomb from Matt Stafford in the final seconds. Oh, gosh! All right, I'm trying to contain myself. But I was just so happy for the Rams. That ticket cashed. And then, of course, the thriller. The the game that is going to be talked about. Hopefully, uh, NFL Network's just airing it on a loop today. I mean, I don't ever turn on the NFL Network ever. And I would rewatch that game, especially the fourth quarter and overtime. Kansas City Chiefs, guys, they came through for me. I told you on a week ago this morning that the Chiefs were my first bet. It was a two. I loved it. Biggest bet, one of the season. Um, And uh, was there some luck involved? Well, (laughs) you know, when you're down three with 13 seconds left and you get the kickoff, (laughs) it's looking bleak. Um, There's a lot of ways to go. First of all, we'll give out the shout-out NFL amazing weekend. Uh, Four games, three decided by the road kicker, basically at the buzzer. And then you had the overtime game in Kansas City. I just want to give you guys a little preface before we get into this. Yes, I'm going to be pushing my daughter's Girl Scout cookies on you. Yes, I hate the NFL overtime rules. And I think, you know, there are some people out there who defend them. And I, I it's indefensible. Like, we need both teams to get the ball in overtime. For Josh Allen to have basically two playoff games... I mean, guys, did you see the numbers? Nine touchdowns, no picks, uh, quarterback rating through the roof, uh, completion like 78% of his passes. Uh, I think he was perfect in the red zone. Like, And his postseason's over because he didn't win the coin toss. There's something messed up with that. Now, I know that the Chiefs, it happened to them against the Patriots several years back, and I'll never forget watching that game with the family. Also, we were at a restaurant at a nearby little resort. And of course, my son had to be that guy, uh, backing the Patriots as I was rooting heavily for the Chiefs. And the Patriots win the coin toss in overtime. Bing, bang, boom, ball game. And it, it the Bills got shafted that way. I, I don't think anybody would argue that. That's a crappy way to end a game. I have been pounding the table for months, no years, that college football has the best overtime. If you think starting at the twenty five is gimmicky, fair enough. Okay, that's fine. But it produces drama, and it's fair and it just stinks for Josh Allen like they did everything frankly I was on the Chiefs so I'm not gonna really go in if I was on the Bills I'd you know probably still be really 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 ticked off um, but I do want to start with one thing uh, at the end of this Bills Chiefs game very debatable topic and I'm sure you guys are like me where you're watching the game you're on social media and then you're getting texts from just a slew of friends or you're on text chains with buddies And a bunch of people were shocked that McDermott did not do the squib kick with 13 seconds left. Obviously, you know, the kick, it bounces, and, you know, somebody has to field it, and you don't, and you take time off the clock, which is huge with 13 seconds left. McDermott did not do that. But I will kind of sort of defend him a little bit because I think the only logic could be, hey, the Chiefs have a track team on special teams. Tyreek Hill already busted a punt and ran it back, I don't know, what was it, 70 yards? Uh, where he did the spin move, the spin cycle at midfield, and like three Buffalo Bills bounced off each other. Uh, by the way, I know Tyreek Hill has a checkered pass, but he is one of the most electrifying players ever. I mean, this guy is, honestly, I think I posted the entire video of his touchdown with two minutes left or whatever, where he caught it over the middle, and... It's like, bye, I'm gone. I'm just going to run by everybody on your team, and I'm going to throw up the peace sign with, like, 15 yards to go. (laughs) Tyreek Hill's incredible. But he was not on that kickoff return. CBS specifically showed Mecole Hardman was back there. Again, Mecole Hardman is a 4-3 guy. Um, So uh, you're rolling the dice with a squib kick. Hardman picks it up, takes it 50 yards. Now, I know you think the clock will run out, but he's probably going to get out of bounds. They had three timeouts, whatever. I I mean, what are you supposed to do defensively there? Do you just double Tyreek Hill? Do you double Travis Kelsey? I mean, they basically went uh, a seam route to Travis Kelsey, which crazily, on that catch, they got 44 yards in, I think, 11 seconds, which should never happen. But this is, this is Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. Like, who's stopping them? Who's stopping them? The Bucks in the Super Bowl when the uh, Chiefs had no offensive line? Like, I, I mean, I, I just don't know how you criticize McDermott heavily for getting beat by a guy who could end up being the greatest of all time. He's certainly the greatest quarterback in the league now. And one of the all-time great coaches in Andy Reid. Like, Mahomes just is, is he's going to carve people up. That's what he does. And that reception by Kelsey put his yardage prop over. For the game, I think it was 71 and a half. And I bet that, obviously, because uh, I talked about it on our Fox Bet Live show. And... On that last catch with two seconds left, to put him over. Ironically enough, I was on Cooper Cup over receptions, eight and a half, and I know that sounds like a huge number. Guess what catch was Cooper Cup's ninth? The 44-yard bomb against the cover zero, yikes, from Todd Bowles with, on the final player regulation. So uh, these the Vegas guys are incredible, honestly. I hope you guys took advantage of that um, bet that DraftKings was offering on this podcast last week. You know, it was literally free money. They said, you can have money to make a bet. I told you guys, put it on the Rams. If you listen to me, if you were crazy enough to do a parlay, if they let you, uh, Rams-Chiefs, then you really cleaned up. At any rate, I, I just can't kill McDermott for giving up those yards. I mean, this is it's not like they were giving it up to Jimmy Garoppolo, right? This is Patrick Mahomes. This is what he does. He's got one of the best arms in, in the history of the sport. The guy's throwing sideways passes. Some of the stuff he was doing Sunday was like, uh, sorry, not not just Sunday. This is typical Patrick Mahomes. He makes stuff happen, and I, I just can't really criticize the Bills for anything they did. Uh, this is a team that scored. I mean, I uh, my it's funny. My daughter and and son were watching the game, and my daughter's like, "Dad, there were three touchdowns in the final two minutes." I was like, "Yeah, Buffalo scored two of them. Like, if that ever happens, you're gonna win." You you just uh, it was just a absolutely crazy game. Gabriel Davis, by the way. Um, uh, I, you know, we know he was like a pretty good receiver. Dude, set a record with four receiving touchdowns in a playoff game. That's never been done by four by anybody. Jerry Rice, nobody. Eight for 201 and four tutties. Randy Moss couldn't do that. Tyreek Hill, by the way, 11 for 150 in a score. Tyreek Hill caught 11 of his 13 targets. Now, would it have been different if Tredavious White was there? Probably. He's one of the best cornerbacks in the league. Mahomes... 378 yards, three touchdowns. I mean, it's just masterful stuff. And, you know, Rob, it was one of those super close games. So I really don't have a massive criticism for anybody. I actually have way more criticism for Sean McVay, which we'll get to in a moment. Um, But I, I I can't destroy the chiefs um, for letting the bills get back in the game. And I can't really kill the bills other than the punt by McDermott, which was kind of bad in the second half, fourth and one near midfield. But, I, I I can't kill McDermott. I know a lot of other people are in other podcasts. You want to cut through, you just got to come in with the hot takes and destroy people. That's fine. Not really my style. I just... I, I don't think you can destroy McDermott for not doing the squib kick.
5: Uh, I don't think you can destroy him either. I, I do think that they made a mistake by not doing the squib kick because I think that, um you know... At a minimum, you're burning time off the clock, which is okay, the on. only Wait, thing yeah. that you have in your favor at that point.
4: Let's go over that rule. So, essentially, a squib kick—you whoever gets it can just fall to the ground instantly, right? Yes. And does any time go off the clock?
5: Uh, no. As soon as it, okay. once they touch the ball is when it, the, the clock so, goes off.
4: Best case is you squib it, and the guy's forced to pick it up inside the fifteen. But, but, what about the alternative? You get a wacky bounce, Rob. It goes out of bounds, and now it's at the 40-yard line. Yeah, but
5: you, these guys are professional kickers. If, if they can't execute a squib kick, then they shouldn't be in the NFL. You know, like that, that's what I'll say. And let me just say this morning, whether you're sipping on a mimosa, some black coffee, a screwdriver, whatever it is that you have in your hand is listening to this podcast, go ahead and pour some out for Josh Allen. Because to your point, he was objectively perfect. In these playoffs, what was it? Nine touchdowns, zero interceptions. Yeah. Uh, I saw on ESPN the Next Gen stats: eighteen of twenty-one on passes over ten air yards, four hundred and fifty-one yards, eight touchdowns. Like he was everything that you'd that you'd hope any quarterback could ever dream of in any kind of. He big led game. them in rushing too, by the way. Yes, <laughs> uh, and ES, ESPN another stat, you know. Josh Allen and Pat Mahomes both pass for over 300, pass for over three touchdowns, over 77 passes, no picks, over 65 yards rushing, lead each of their team in rushing. Had never happened by any quarterback ever, and two guys do it in the same game. But to your point, Josh Allen, Sean McDermott ran into Patrick Mahomes.
4: And- Does it feel, Rob, like early Peyton Brady?
5: No because I think Patrick Mahomes is on a different plane than everybody else. He has and I that we've talked about this on the pod, you know, before. I don't know if it was this season, last season, whatever. I know what it talked about. Coming into this season, he was the only person I could think of who had a legitimate case to be the greatest quarterback ever when you consider He had the Aaron Rodgers talent, which in my opinion is the best thrower of the football I've ever seen. But he also had the winning that Tom Brady has. And, or even earlier in this season, I was one of those people saying, you know what, maybe Mahomes turning the ball over, this is who he is, blah, 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 blah. And to an extent that's true. But when you get to the playoffs, he's just at a different level than everybody else. I mean, Josh Allen... Had a tremendous game. He was fantastic. Against anybody else, he wins that going away. Against Pat Mahomes, it's not quite enough. Pat Mahomes so, in the yeah. fourth quarter in overtime. 11 of 16, 195, two touchdowns, including the 13-second drive to tie the game and the game-winning touchdown drive. I,
4: I love the comparison, Rob, Of by everyone, of wait a minute. The Chiefs got in field goal range with 44 yards in 13 seconds. And the Dallas Cowboys, how many seconds did they have? Was it 15? I think it was 14? the same amount of time. It might have been 13, 13 14. or 14 seconds. Yeah. And the Dallas Cowboys lost the game because they tried to do a quarterback sneak and then did not even get the second snap off where they had to spike it in time. Bottom line, they screwed it up and lost. And it's like, well, that's kind of the difference, right? Between Andy Reid and Pat Mahomes and Dak Prescott and McCarthy. It's just a gaping, massive chasm between those two. By the way, you mentioned Mahomes' playoff numbers. So he's been in the playoffs now four seasons. He has 22 touchdowns, five picks, and 65% completions, 105 quarterback rating. He's only 26, Rob, and he is on the cusp of going to a third straight Super Bowl. I, listen, I don't know how you qualify a dynasty. I think going to four straight AFC championship games is at least as close as it gets, right? The Bills did that, and they went to four Super Bowls, and they lost them all, right? Four in yes. a row? Yep. Now, you got to win one to be a dynasty, right? So, I, I don't think the Bills were a dynasty, right? C- can you be a, a dynasty without winning a Super Bowl? No.
5: <sighs> no, but it sucks for them because that was one of the greatest teams of all time. They just Yeah, every year, over, yeah. Yeah.
4: Kelly, Reed, and Thurman Thomas. It's weird because I liked those guys, even though I was a Jets fan. Like, they were easy to root for. You know, Machine Gun Kelly, the real Machine Gun Kelly, not that bozo who's with Megan Fox. (laughs) Um, Thurman Thomas, and then Andre Reed. Like, they they were the big three. They were super likable, and they just couldn't couldn't win the Super Bowl. Um, So they were like a dynasty in the AFC, but... I think the Chiefs are uh, like really nothing we've seen. Can they be the Patriots? I don't. I don't know about that. You know, uh, Travis Kelsey's getting a little old. Uh, how they replace him? You know, th- this team was mortal for a little while, three and four, and now obviously they're great. I will say I'll cap it on this game, Rob. Home field advantage. The Chiefs have now beaten the Bills two years in a row at home. Relatively close games. I know last year was ended up being eighteen points, but it was close for three three-ish quarters. Uh, the talent level wasn't massive. And obviously this year is super close. The Buffalo Bills really, really need to get that number one seat. They have to. Now I know what your counter is. Well, Jay, what, is, what does Hope Field mean? Three home teams lost over the weekend. Three road teams went on the road. Three road teams went to Tennessee, went to Green Bay, went to Tampa, and took them out. So does home field advantage even mean much? I tend to think it still does. Rob, I, I know, I know. That when you talk about the um, gambling line, it's, it doesn't mean as much. But I, if this game were in Buffalo, I, I don't know, man. I, I really think it would be a massive edge to the Bills.
5: Would you have still picked the Bills to win if it was in Buffalo? Probably. No, you wouldn't. You would have picked Kansas City. No, no, City. I picked the, no, yeah, I picked that's what I'm the Chiefs. No, I the Chiefs when they were. Yeah, in. if if it, if it was home field, you, you, there's certain guys and certain teams where it doesn't matter where they are, who they're playing against, you trust them more than the other guy.
4: That Bills home field advantage it feels significant, man. It uh, It just it's so cold there. I know it's silly to the jumping through tables narrative. That's real, man. There's Bill's shirtless moppy, dudes throughout the stadium. Um, I don't know if you saw that meatball who ran on the field for the Chiefs, and, and Stephon Diggs took out a lot of frustration. By the way, um, remember, Stephon Diggs left Minnesota because he was pissed he wasn't getting the ball. He was upset with Kirk Cousins. I wonder what he felt getting three catches for seven yards and watching Gabriel Davis go for eight for 201 and four touchdowns. And then what happens late in the game? Some streaker runs on the field, fully clothed, but just trying to be cool. And Stefan Diggs lowers his shoulder and just takes him out. It was pretty awesome. I don't know if you guys have seen that clip. But it was like, Diggs is frustrated, and these wide receivers can be divas. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders, remember how much of a factor he was supposed to be after coming over from the Saints last year? One catch, 16 yards. The leading receivers for Buffalo, Gabriel Davis, Cole Beasley, and Devin Singletary. What happened to Isaiah McKenzie? Like, I mean, it's tough to, tough to argue the game plan, Considering they scored 36 points and lost in overtime, but I'm just—if you're Buffalo, Brian Dable, by the way, has to get a head coaching job, Rob. Right? I, mean, I don't know who's hiring him, but somebody's got to.
5: Yeah, and I, I think you know, there's certain other coordinators that were up for jobs that maybe got taken off lists with the way that their units performed. You know, maybe go Leslie, ahead, go
4: put a name on it. Go ahead.
5: Maybe Leslie Frazier is no Ooh. longer considered for a coaching gig. Maybe Todd Bowles is you know ah, kind of just yes. crossed out a little bit with Sharpie.
1: Choose from the full line of Pirelli tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Pirelli test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for?
6: Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.
0: What's up? I'm John Wall.
6: And I'm CJ
3: Toledana, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA six Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have ticked it all?
0: I said, said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college? You didn't it.
3: (laughs) Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
4: Can we talk quickly about... um, the Rams and the Bucks. So I'm on. I do that Fox Bet live show with uh, Jeff Schwartz and this guy Sammy P. And when I saw that Bowles was interviewing Saturday, the day before the game on a weekend with the Bears for their head coaching job, I was like, geez, I hope this guy knows he's gonna get killed if they lose the game and the defense gets shredded." And the other two guys, Jeff and Sammy, were like, "Nah, who cares? It's not a distraction. That's silly." And I'm just thinking like. I mean, I get it. You've got to do the interview, but it's not like you just roll up on the Zoom and just start talking to them, right? You've got to map out a game plan. This is your job to impress them and show that you're ready to be a head coach. I don't know. You think you're putting an hour into that prep, Rob? Or is that more like a three, four hour thing? Is that more like a, hey, this is a big opportunity for me to get another head coaching job. I probably should put a lot of time into it. It's like me when I get the podcast. Do you think all of a sudden I'm just like rolling up every single day? Like, oh, what are we going to talk about? I don't know. You don't think I'm putting any thought to that at all? That's how you lose a podcast. You want to get the job? You got to put a lot of effort in. So this idea that Bowles was totally locked in on the Rams, a team he's already faced this year, and got lit up by, I, I think it's, I'm not, again, I'm not crushing the guy. That being said, Rob, he interviewed less than 24 hours before the game. And the L.A. Rams came out and smacked their asses around. They walked all over Tampa. I mean, I think they averaged 8.1 yards per play, Rob, in the first half. They went field goal. They went touchdown. Cooper Cup, 70-yard touchdown in third and 20. Oh, they call it a busted play, whatever. There was another bigger one later. This was 27-3, to Rob, with about five minutes left in the, in the uh, third quarter. Does that sound like a prepared defense to you? The Rams steamrolled them. And then it gets really good. Because, you know, Tampa, Tom Brady, they come back. And you're defending in the final minute. And what are you doing calling a cover zero? Cover zero. Matt Stafford identifies it instantly. Cooper Cup runs straight up the field. Matt Stafford, off his back foot, drops the best pass of the weekend. And I know Josh Allen threw a 70-yard bomb, by the way. And this is going to be nitpicking. I had slowed it down to show my son. I was like, listen, that's a great pass by Josh Allen. It is a 9.8 out of 10. Gabriel Davis did have to move his body back a little bit and adjust to catch it because he was out running the pass. Look at the Cooper Cup one closely, guys. Go on YouTube. I've watched this pass multiple times. Cooper Cup is in stride, puts his arms out, and it's dropped in a bucket. Remember, off his back foot, Stafford lob. No safety. He ran right by Winfield. What on earth is Todd Bowles doing calling that defense when you're trying to force overtime? The one thing you can't do is give up the big play. Now, afterward, there was a lot of confusion. The Bucks were upset. Uh, what, number 54, um, Levante David was like mouthing off in the press conference that we screwed up. And some guys on Twitter tried to tell me, oh, no, Bruce Arians made that call. And I'm like, I, I almost need to hear the audio on that, Rob, that – Todd Bowles, veteran defensive coordinator, who's awesome, is getting overruled by the head coach on a -a do-a-zero blitz late in the game? That sounds crazy to me. Again, hey, maybe it happened. Just show me the video, and I'll I'll believe you. But for that ending to happen, that ugly beginning, I'm sorry. It's not a good look for Bowles. I don't care what you guys want to say. It just cannot possibly be a good look for him. So, Rob, was that too harsh on Todd Bowles?
5: No, you were not too hard on Todd Bowles. All right. Todd Bowles deserves all the slander. Not quite Aaron Rodgers level slander that that he's getting on Monday. But he deserves all of it. Okay. You you don't you you cannot show up to a playoff game and look that unprepared. It like it's one thing for we just talked about a few minutes ago the Chiefs to kind of light you up in the second half in the fourth quarter because they're making in game adjustments. They find their footing, they find their groove, and they're it's a tactical chess match. And sometimes their guys just kind of win out. That's what happens. But Sean McDermott was not ill prepared for the Chiefs. You know, early on in that game he held them down as best as he could until they finally exploded. Todd Bowles did not have them prepared at all. Were it not for a Cam Akers fumble at the one yard line, it's twenty-four to three going mm-hmm. into mm-hmm. halftime yeah. with the Rams getting the ball back. Okay. I, I I understand that you want to get a head coaching job and that's fair, that's okay. But look, there's there's a saying that I that a lot of people have, especially ones who have multiple streams of income, and though especially mm-hmm. the ones who want to get a certain notoriety, keep the main thing, the main thing, the reason why you have these other opportunities, the reason why people know you from X, Y, and Z is because you started off doing one thing really, really well. And the minute you try to spread yourself out and try to say, Hey, look, I can also do this. I can also do that. I can also not only am I good on TV, I can write up column. I can also host a radio show. I can also be a guest spot and do entertainment picks or whatever it is that you think that you're going to do. The reason why you're getting these opportunities to begin with is because you were dynamite at this one thing. And he was a great defensive coordinator who finally had his entire defense healthy for the first time since, what, week one or before week one? And you show up and put that on tape? I think he deserves to be removed from some of these uh, head coaching candidacies.
4: Yeah, I mean, listen, you don't want to bake a season down to one game. But I'm the same guy who said you can boil down Matt Stafford's career to this game. And I know that's unfair. But listen, this is life, guys. This is how we operate when it comes to some of these NFL all-time lists. Like Matt Stafford has had a very good career numbers-wise. He has not delivered in the playoffs. He's not been able to get the Lions to the playoffs. Again, he's in a division with the Vikings and the Bears and Favre and Rodgers, and it's like, come on. Matt Stafford was borderline flawless. Can we say that, Rob? He was 28 of 38, 366, two touchdowns, passer rating 121, 9.6 yards per attempt. Matt Stafford did not have a turnover. That was a big fear. Remember coming in? All the analysis was, well, Matt Stafford's going to screw it up. This is what Matt Stafford does. Um... Matt Stafford did not have a turnover. Now, the fumble, the bad snap, I don't think. Who was that on, by the way? That was just a. They credit that to the center, the one that they flew by that his to head. The he, center. Right, right. So, like, I, I think Stafford almost pitched a perfect game. And Tom Brady wasn't close to perfect. Now, I know he didn't have Godwin and he doesn't have Antonio Brown. By the way, Antonio Brown, what a goofball. Did you see, Rob, what he did on Sunday night? He, he, like, posted uh, – somebody put a meme of him leaping in the end zone when he was leaving the Jets game shirtless, and they put a sign in his hand that said, what, Bucks eliminated or something?
5: Yeah, yeah, that was kind of funny. I mean, I don't I know if want, I would have done that, but I thought it was kind of funny. I,
4: I, I just want to remind people, when he's up for a job, just remember that moment, that that's what the guy is. They got you off the streets, dude, and they got you a Super Bowl ring. And then this is how you, how you treat them. <laughs> Antonio Brown, what an ass clown. Um, so anyways, I thought Stafford was great. Now, all that being said, I'm thrilled the Rams are in the NFC title game. I, I, I'm excited for them. I have Super Bowl futures on the Rams. I just need to – McVeigh, man. Ma, uh, what are you doing? He really tried to blow this game. They pissed away a 27-3 lead because McVay got ultra-conservative. Rob, we talked about this after that Niners game. Remember week 18? You know, they're like, oh, we just need a first down or two and it's over. And he goes, run, run, run to milk the clock. They don't get the first. 49ers come down, ultimately win the game. Like, McVay did that same crap. Dude, I, I don't know what it is, Rob, but if he does that again... They're definitely losing to the Niners. You've got Cooper Cup. Nobody can hang with him. He's one of the best route runners in the league. You're telling me he can't get you five yards? And I will say, I, I know Stafford can't do this. I did like how the Buffalo Bills late in the game, it was like third and seven. They're like, all right, we're not going for all seven. We just want like four yards so we can set up a manageable fourth down. If a guy makes a play after getting the four yards, great. That's smart football. You see so many bad quarterbacks forcing shit. And I, I will say that uh, Day Bowl, uh, was really good. Very strong game from him. Um, Josh Allen was a warrior. I, I think you could say the same for Matt Stafford. I just don't want McVeigh to get conservative. Um, Rob, any thoughts on Tom Brady in this retirement garbage? Is just like, I, I, my my early lean is, I don't even think it's a topic this week at all. Uh, yeah, no, I, I don't think he's going to retire. I,
5: I think that the way it ended was a little bit shocking to him. And so he's just going to be one of those things where I'm going to, reassess before i cut co- this ultimately decided to come back with some dramatic instagram post let me just say this um you know i hate tom brady like it's not a secret oh, i'm a raider fan him? because of the tuck rule that's where it started oh, and and ever since then i've hated him and it's it's okay it's i admit it i'm not going to be like hey i'm not a hater no I, I hate tom brady i was panicking to your point with the sean McVay conservative play calling <laughs> You know, the, the Jalen Ramsey giving up a 50-yard touchdown. Oh, gosh. Cam Akers fumble. Matthew Stafford, before the great throw to Cooper Cup to win the game, fumbles. Did you see that when he tried to do a quarterback draw, fumbles, and left the Yeah, I didn't know what the hell the fumble. quarterback draw
4: was. Did he think he sees something? Like, yeah, dude, he, Stafford, even, not I, he
5: even said it during the uh, post-game uh, interview where he's like, look, I saw a, a two-deep safety. I thought I could get us a couple of yards and call a timeout, and that was a bad idea. <laughs> but I, I I am so glad... That Tom Brady did not have that, you know, Rams meltdown, so we'd be the hero worship of Tom Brady uh, oh, uh, you know geez. this morning. because Tom Brady, as has been the case for like the last three years in the playoffs, completed 55 percent of his passes. You know, Tom Brady, in six of eight playoff games, going back to 2019, has completed sub-56 percent passing and somehow some way because the defense is great in Tampa or a near Sean McVay Rams choke job he he kept winning games and so i'm just glad that he did not get the opportunity for what is it the hagiography that the word that you use hagiography yes yeah there you go yeah i'm glad we didn't get any of that on
4: monday uh i, I cuz they didn't deserve to win we can do a lot on the bucks off season um but they have sh- a shit ton of guys hitting a potential free agency. Whitehead, the safety. Kappa, one of their offensive linemen. Carlton Davis, a starter. Uh, Geo Bernard, who's like a third down back. Sherman, who hasn't played in forever. Ronald Jones, O.J. Howard. I don't know what the hell happened to O.J. Howard. Leonard Fournette, Gronk, Indominic Sue, JPP, their center, Ryan Jensen. Um, I, I, I just I don't know how they can afford all these guys. I don't want to say Tampa's runs over. Let's see what happens with Aaron Rodgers. I I think he's leaving. I remember I never wavered, Rob. Everybody else was saying, "Oh, Aaron Rodgers, he's gonna stay. They're great." And, and and I know that we can go heavy with the Rodgers takes later this week as more comes out on him. But my early read is that he didn't cost them that game against the Niners. That was a special teams gaff. That was horrible weather, and it was my guy Debo Samuel. You guys know he, he I rode him like a racehorse to the in fantasy, and he's just he is. He's definitely one of my five favorite players in the league right now. And it, and that's the thing. Like, this 49ers-Rams game is going to be so tough. I have a lot of buddies who are 49ers fans and a lot of friends who are Rams fans now that the Rams are out here. And it's like, whew, I, my heart, I want the Rams. My futures tickets are also on the Niners. Um, so, like, I'm in a win-win spot. But I guess, you know, Fox doesn't have the Super Bowl, so it doesn't really matter. Uh, I don't even know who has a Super Bowl. CBS or. Uh, yeah, I'm not. Do you know who has it, Rob? It's one of the. Maybe it's NBC. I don't know. I believe it's
5: NBC. If I had to guess, I think it's NBC.
4: Because, you know, obviously you want the best matchup possible. I don't think Jimmy G is the best matchup possible, but it are the Rams who don't have a ton of fans? Um, I, I don't know. What do you think the better storyline would be? Obviously. Uh, Kansas City, people want Joe Burrow. Uh, Sorry, not Joe Burrow. They want Patrick Mahomes, right? He's one of the best to do it. I think that's who they would want, right?
0: Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save. And get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms
2: and conditions. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel? It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
1: You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on-and-off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin.
3: Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
5: Anything involving the Chiefs is what you want, because the, the other ones you can create storylines. You can hype it up as a Super Bowl rematch with the Niners, even though we all agree Jimmy G has been... What at best, like the third best quarterback in this entire playoff, like of all the fourteen teams, might even be mm. lower than that. Well, he wasn't heard.
4: lower than Ben. He's not worse than Ben. So
5: Ben, Ben hurts Jimmy.
4: I would need to give it more thought, but yet yeah, Garoppolo is okay. not. So been you know great. he
5: hasn't. He has <laughs> not been good. So anything with the Chiefs is good, but I think you could hype up a Super Bowl rematch with San Francisco or. If it's the Rams, I know you get the Stafford angle. He's not that much of a household name, but I think the angle that you could really get into is these two teams, the Chiefs and Rams, played arguably the greatest regular season matchup ever. Was that a couple of years years back or last year? Uh, That would have been. It was Mahomes' first year as a starter, and Jared Goff was there, and it was like fifty-four to fifty-one, and each quarterback threw for over five hundred plus yards and five. Like it was. The, you thought that the bills chiefs game was crazy go back on youtube and watch rams chiefs i believe 54 it was to 50 54 to 51 i think was the oh, final score
4: goodness.
5: and it was wasn't gone. just like oh like uh, there's no defense like there were defensive touchdowns there were sack fumbles there were interceptions and it was just everything that could go wrong or could go right did in that game and it was a, it was a fantastic game
4: interesting um yeah, I mean, my I, I, it's tough to not like the Chiefs to get by the Bengals. But uh, let's see, this Honey Badger concussion was pretty significant, right? Uh, after, after initial struggles for the Bills, uh, they just mowed down the field. Uh, the Kansas City defense, you know, the pass rush is good, and it should annihilate this Bengals line. Like Joe Burrow, we're not even going to get into the Titans game because we're deep into the pod now. But um, like Joe Burrow got sacked nine times, and they still won. You know he's going to get destroyed by Kansas City up front. Um, yeah, it's tough not to think that the Chiefs are going to the show. Uh, Rams Niners is a tough one. That game is on Fox. It's the it's the later game, which is nice because you guys know I do my daughter's basketball league, um, and obviously it was tough because half the dads are watching um, Rams Bucks yesterday as we were playing. And every time they, you know, something happens, it's like, oh my gosh! So I got texts from friends, Cooper Cup. Oh my goodness! And I'm like, just send me the clip. It's like seventy yard touchdown. So the girls are playing basketball. We're kind of not paying that much attention. Uh, it, it was fun though. Um, that, listen, it's great to see the kids play hoops. And uh, before we wrap up, Rob, let me can I get in this little plug for my daughter's Girl Scout cookies? I know you'll buy a box, right? Absolutely. Let me know. My wife wrote up a script. Should I read it verbatim or probably not? No, I need to hear the script. I need to know the sales page right now. (laughs) She's a good salesman. Uh, I don't know if you've heard, but it's not only football season. It's cookie season. That's right. It's time to start placing your Girl Scout cookie orders. My wife is the troop leader for my daughter's Girl Scout troop. They do lots of fabulous things like camping, farming, beach cleanup, self-defense lessons. I didn't even know that. Uh, Benefit walks, cooking lessons, water safety, yoga, meditation. They even created a scavenger hunt about various uh, historical sites. Yeah, Rob, this is the entire script. Do you want me to keep going? This is fantastic. I know you're impressed. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) With the emphasis on environmental issues, they will donate a portion of cookie proceeds to help families in need. Like, come on, who doesn't love that? They're also planning to spend a portion of their cookie proceeds on a puppy party. As you guys know, yes, we are still uh, side. This is a sidebar. We are still trying hard to find a golden retriever. Uh, it's difficult. Um, you guys know, I'd love to buy a house. At this juncture, we think it's tougher to find a dog than a house. I'm not even kidding. But that's not a joke. Finding a golden retriever that's relatively young, but not like a puppy, is is tough. Okay. Anyway, back to the Girl Scout cookies. If you would like to support my daughter's troop by buying some cookies, go to my Instagram stories. I'll be spamming it every day. I know you want to buy at least a box of Samoas. Um, just you, The one thing you have to do is click ship my cookies because obviously we're not rolling up to your door in Ohio or um, you know New Mexico. Actually, we have a lot of listeners in New York City. Shout out to my peeps in New York um we're not hand delivering them so ship my cookies if you're trying to keep your new year's resolutions at least through the month of january you can choose to donate your cookies to area food banks by selecting cookies for the community thanks for Every your support rob that is the script um do does fox need to hire my wife now as a scriptwriter? Um, let,
5: let me just say this if, if, if anyone who's, who's a p1 listener of the pod they know that uh, DraftKings dropped a lot of money into this podcast to get Jason McIntyre to voice some ad reads for them. I don't know what your sales budget is, but you need to get that script inserted into the podcast with your wife voicing the script.
4: Mm, that's not a bad idea. I don't. I don't.
5: It, it might cost you more to get the ad run than you'll actually make in the cookie business, but that is fantastic.
4: Yeah. Um. And by the way, I hope you guys really honestly the the gambling has been good. It's been a good playoff run. Um, you don't have to bet on every game. I think props could be a huge opportunity if you look at uh, that San Francisco secondary. Man, it ain't great. Now they were able to hold up uh, in the snow, but just this is going to be their fourth straight road game. Remember, week eighteen on the road with the Rams. Not a huge game on the road, but there is some travel. NorCal to SoCal. I can say that now, being in California, right, Robert? Does nobody say that? No, you can say that's fine. Okay, we'll allow um, it. I, because I, I was told Cali is, like, not cool to say if you live in California. Is that real?
5: Uh, it's regional. Depends where, where, where you're.
4: <laughs> I'm learning all this new stuff. By the way, uh, I did hear from a select few of you, that, as you like to say, the P1 listeners, um, for the Huntington Beach story last week at the uh, restaurant with the mask thing. Uh, I, I just give you guys a shout out because you're deep into this Monday pod. Deep. But thank you for the kind words. Um, and I actually had some buddies, Rob. Who were wondering if I was ready to throw fists, um, if if things were going to get a little awkward there. Um, and I, I need to just quickly, it's on all football pot, but I need to ask you, have you, when was the last time you threw a punch? Uh, high school? Yeah. We're at the age where like, no matter how angry you get, it's really, really, really difficult to throw a punch. And again, yeah, I'm because, not-
5: because now it's no longer just, you know, I throw one, you throw one, whatever it happens, it happens. Now you got to deal with, if I throw one, I can get arrested. I can get sued. Yeah. Uh, you run into a situation and this is probably the biggest thing. People know th- shit that they just didn't know when you were younger. Like there are people who train UFC. They, yeah. They, they do the shit like for fun. And you're like, no, nah, I don't need to accidentally punch the wrong guy. Yeah. And then next, you know,
4: you're not waking up. That reminds me of that Oklahoma bathroom incident um, with like an Oklahoma football player shoved some guy in this, you know, kind of tiny MMA guy basically got him in a choke and then like basically body slammed him into like one of a, a urinal and the kid was knocked out. He'd need like facial reconstructive surgery. Football player got jacked. And yeah, so, but anyways, um, I, I like, and again, this is not a flex that I'm famous or anything, but like some, enough people know who I am that, if this, you know, happened and I, oh, I recognize that guy. Like, oh, Jason has a job and a contract and he's on TV. Like, let's sue him. Like, that, you become, like, something of a target. Uh, and, and it just ain't worth it. Like, I went to play pickup ball uh, Sunday. And in between, you know, I'm waiting for games. And in between, like, guys who are playing come up and they're like, oh, what's going on, man? And they just start talking to me like they know me. And I'm, I'm like, Okay. And they're like, yeah, uh, I, I I love that you picked the Rams, and then it's like, oh, okay, I got it. you know, I got it. Uh, it but it's it's it, it's just there's no win for me in getting in a fight. Like, it, 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 there's just no upside. Um, now the thing that Darren Rovell always talks about, Rob, is like a celebrity boxing match. Like, you know, Jake Paul gets five million dollars or ten million dollars to fight some guy. You know, if somebody set up a podcast boxing tournament and it was like, okay, Jason, we need you to uh, get in the ring with somebody about your age and size. You know, Bill Simmons wants to box you or something. That's a different story. Like, could, I would definitely do something like that for charity, assuming the guy I'm getting in the ring with is not an animal. But if you, you're going to pay me, sure, I'll box somebody. Why not, Rob? What if there was a producer box off? You getting in there?
5: No, I don't. I don't think How much am I get getting paid? There. That's the question. Because <laughs> I'll do pretty much anything if the money's right.
4: Oh no! But oh, if that's... the money's
5: not right, you know, I don't know if I'm doing that. So, okay, hypothetically. Because I know you guys are about the same size. I think you're about the same age. Joe Rogan. <laughs>
4: now, Joe Rogan knows some stuff. First of all, Joe Rogan's older. He's a, like an MMA cage guy. There's no chance I'm getting near him. No way. He would kill me. You break a
5: couple enough, mil, dude. A couple mil. Oh.
4: that's uh, I'll take <laughs> my I- ass <laughs> kick for a couple but mil. So, who's, who's? I don't know. Anybody, <laughs> yeah, no. Joe, he would kill me. He's, he's like an animal. Uh, I think I'm tough, but he's he's like a real fighter. You know, yeah, he really living. is. Jiu jitsu and all this. But a couple mil? <laughs> I'm going to take an injury. I don't want to get my back broken. Anyways, uh, all right, real quick. Uh, Rob, I thought you would try to make this about the Lakers Heat game, um, and this would be like another Fire Vogel thing, but it, we'll stick to NFL on this Monday, right?
5: Yeah. I mean, Spirited comeback just fell short. It's okay because Anthony Davis is coming back. It's all good. A trade's coming. This is all fodder for the a tr- championship DVD. A That's all. It's
4: coming. <laughs> Well, listen, we're going to have to start doing some NBA because there's only a little bit of NFL left. Although, Rob, I will just close with this. You know, if you guys thought the Girl Scout cookies was fun, wait until we get these head coach hirings coming this week because they pretty much all are. You know, the NFL essentially puts a moratorium. Do not hire anybody while we're playing our divisional round games. Like, don't do it. So I think the leagues were probably waiting. And remember, Day Bowl now hits the market. Your guy, Todd Bowles, hits the market. Um. Somebody tried to tell me that the Rams' defensive coordinator was uh, interviewing for a head coaching job. Can that be true? The I defense coordinator was Brandon Staley last year, yeah, and the new for- guy who I don't even know is Raheem Morris. Him? Who? Raheem Morris. He's been. in Oh, the head it's coach. Raheem Morris. Yeah. Okay, that's. I was like, wait a sec. Who the hell is this new guy? Well, Raheem Morris is legit. That's a error on my part. Um, but yeah, all these guys now basically are out there. I assume this means another year where Eric Bieniemy's not going anywhere, right? Um, oh, yeah. Nobody's getting poached from the Bengals staff. Sorry. Uh, Rams, I guess, like you said, Raheem Morris has a chance. And then um, 49ers, you know, D'Amico Ryans has done a hell of a job.
5: Yeah, their offensive coordinator is getting interviews, too.
4: Um, I think it's McDaniels. Lefort. Oh, McDaniels. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. He He's crushing the uh, interview circuit. Like yes. when he goes on the Zooms, he's yes. like chatty and funny and uh, he's got like a different look. He does not look like a football coach.
5: No, not even if, a little bit. But yeah, apparently he's bet. like an analytical whiz and an right. offensive guru. So yeah,
4: I, I, so he's going to get a job. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, this is long for a Monday pod. We'll be back tomorrow. Um, it, it was a great weekend. Hopefully it's a good week ahead. Also, I'm going to um, twist Rob's arm and try to get a little more college basketball gambling on the podcast. Okay, we'll wrap up there, guys. Uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow.